on what basis can we minister or receive healing and deliverance we cover several aspects that provide a strong foundation for us to minister healing and deliverance to hurting people they are god's nature the cross of jesus christ god's word the anointing of the spirit the name of jesus faith the kingdom of god our commission don't miss this inspiring message all right we're going to continue now talking about ministering healing and deliverance if you didn't get a copy today i'm sorry we'll just make sure we'll have more copies next sunday um and uh, the pdf as i said is available online so you could get it put it on your uh mobile device and bring it to church you can use the electronic version if you desire so what are we doing in this whole series on ministering healing and deliverance we are learning how we as believers can minister healing and deliverance to people and that is god's desire he desires for each one of us as people each one of us as believers to know how to bring his healing power and his delivering delivering power into the lives of hurting people and god wants to work through each one of us amen so lift your right hand up and say this with me god wants to work through me god wants to do miracles through me god wants to heal the sick and set captives free through me i'm ready god oh there you made your commitment <laughs> amen so god wants to do it through all of us and and we're just learning how to do this and you know one of the things i, I believe that a time will come when we'll have many missions teams going all across our nation and to other nations amen now we are going one team at a time but i believe a time will come and you know many will go then you say pastor the nobody will be here on sunday that's good you know i can take a holiday no just okay so where's the where's the congregation they're all over the world you know ministry i just joking but it's true i believe a time will come many mission teams will go around you'll go out in groups ministering and all that's being put into you god will just pour it out and 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 it will not only be in preaching and teaching but i'm looking for the day when our missions teams will go out and they will pray they'll prophesy they'll heal the sick cast out devils and come back with those kinds of testimonies as well amen and i believe god's getting us ready little by little he's preparing us and getting us ready and then you never know when the opportunity is going to come and we'll be thrown out on the edge and i'm sure we'll we'll be you know we'll be able to rise up to that moment and and, and ministers god would want us to minister um what we started talking about was the basis for ministering healing and deliverance and i just want to quickly review and complete that this morning so um if you have your book with you you could uh, follow with me or just look into your neighbor's book today if you don't have a, a copy and we'll talk about the basis for ministering healing and and deliverance so we'll start off here from page 61 just to quickly review on what basis can we go out to minister healing and deliverance to people first we said it is the nature of god god's nature this is who our god is he is jehovah rafa the lord our healer that's who he is and because he is the healer because he is the deliverer we can go to people 
and say, look, let me pray, let me minister to you, let me reach out to you. And, 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 and invite God to work in their lives. It's not about us. It's about God working through us or with us. Amen? So it's because of who he is. It's God's nature. Second, second thing we said, or the basis for us to minister healing and deliverance, is the cross. And this is on page 62. I'm just quickly reviewing here. The cross of Jesus, because of the finished work of the cross. And, 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 and this truth has to be so settled in our hearts, that on the cross, Jesus bore our sicknesses and diseases. And Jesus triumphed over every demonic power on the cross. And the cross gives us a solid basis to go against sickness and disease and, 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 and seek deliverance in the lives of people. Amen? The cross of Jesus. The cross, the blood that he shed has brought us into a covenant with God. We are in covenant with Almighty God. And therefore we can confidently go and, and, and pray and minister to people and ask for God's uh, healing and God's uh, uh, miracle power in their lives. The third um, uh, basis for ministering healing and deliverance on page 70. Uh, we did this last Sunday. Is the word of God. God's healing power is resident in his word. His word carries his healing power. Psalm 107 verse 20 there says, He sent his word and healed them. Just that word of God. It carries his healing power. And Proverbs chapter 4 verses 20 to 22. God says, My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them. And health to all their flesh. Or to their whole body. So God's word is life and health to our bodies. Amen. So let's do what we did last Sunday. Put your hand on your chest. And say this to me. God's word. Is life and health to my whole body. Anything that is not of life, that is not of health, is banished from my body by the power of God's word. Amen? When his word gets into you, what did he say? He said, my word is life and health to your whole body. But he said keep my word in your hearts. Eh? It's got to be there. It's got to be there. So we keep meditating on scriptures, on healing. Keep meditating on those promises on healing. And let his word settle in your heart. And he said my word is life and it's health. It's life and it's health. So just by feeding your spirit with that word, you release life and health to your body. And anything that's not of life, anything that's not of health, which is sickness and disease and other ailments, will have to be eradicated, removed from your body, because his word is emanating life and health to your whole body. Amen? So that's the third basis on how we can minister, how we can receive healing. Now let's, um, the fourth one, I think we also covered the fourth one last Sunday, is about the Spirit's power. This is on page 74. 
uh, the power of the Holy Spirit. What we said was that when the Lord Jesus ministered, He ministered by the power of the Holy Spirit upon Him. People sought to touch Him because the Holy Spirit's power went out of Him and brought healing to people. Amen? And what we said was so amazing is that when the Lord Jesus ascended into heaven, He sent the same Holy Spirit to work or to rest upon you and me. And now, jokingly, I said last Sunday, he didn't send the Holy Spirit's junior brother or something. He didn't do that. He sent the same Holy Spirit. The same Spirit of God who was on Jesus is now upon you and me, working in us and working through us. And the Bible calls him the Spirit of life. So he is a quickening spirit, the spirit of life. And, and when he gives life, everything that's not of life has to give way. Amen? And I think John G. Lake in his ministry, and this is not the only thing, but this is one of the very important things he emphasized. And, and some of you know the story of John G. Lake. Uh, you know, God used him across South Africa in a very powerful way to bring healing to, to many thousands of people. And when he went back uh, to the United States and Spokane, Washington, he set up what was called as a healing rooms. And, and over a two-year period, there were 100,000 100, documented healings. Documented. In fact, the Better Business Bureau came to investigate. And they spent a whole week. And at the end of the week, they said, Mr. Lake, we have nothing to say against this. Keep going. Because these were documented healings. They could not challenge or question what was happening. And one of the main things that, that motivated him in his ministry was that the spirit of life is in me. And when I'm praying for people, I'm expecting life to be administered to them. He saw it that way. He understood it that way. He believed it that way. That life will be administered to them. To the power of the Holy Spirit. And then the results were now amazing. So the power of the Spirit of God is upon you and me. And that's why you and I can uh, believe God for healing for our own lives. And uh, believe God uh, to minister healing to others. Now let's pick up on page 78. That was review. Uh, page 78. We're going to cover a few more things this morning. See, these guys have done the same thing. They've gone online, downloaded the PDF. Page 78. The basis for ministering healing and deliverance, the name of Jesus. So on what basis can you and I minister healing and deliverance to people? Because Jesus has given us the right to use his name. And he has authorized us to use his name. So he, he has sent us in his name. In Luke chapter 10. Uh, to his own disciples. Luke 10 verses 1, 17 to 19. He said, it says this. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also. And sent them two by two before his face. Into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Verse 17. The 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. The demons are subject to us in your... Why don't we say that? Lord, the devils are subject to me in your name. 
And that's what the disciples said. Lord, the devils are subject to us in your name. And then Jesus made this powerful authorization statement. He said, in verse 19, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So he said, look, I'm authorizing you. I'm giving you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. That means I'm giving you authority to crush the enemy underneath your feet. Now, how would you act? Just think about it in the natural. Okay, let's take a setting that many of us may be familiar with. Let's say you're in your office um, and you, know, you, you, you report to, to your manager and let's say somebody else higher up comes to you and says, you know, your, your CEO, just for example, says, you know, hey, I'm authorizing you to take your whole team out for lunch. How would you act? Man, you'd walk like heaven is behind you. <laughs> you say, guys, come on, we're going for lunch. And then it's on the house. So, man, whoosh. and where are we going? We're going to, where do you want to go? Lila Palace, you know, for lunch. Now, why would you do that? Because your CEO said, I'm authorizing you to do that. See, we understand delegation in the natural. But what has happened in the spirit? Jesus said, I am giving you authority to tread on serpents and... That's exactly what he did. The CEO said, I'm making you a boss over all these serpents and scorpions. <laughs> Meaning, I'm giving you authority to really tread, to crush on each of you, to have mastery, to have dominion over these little things, these, these, these spirits. I'm giving you that. I'm authorizing you. He's authorized you and me to do that. I'm giving you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And then he said, don't be afraid. Because nothing will by any means hurt you. So don't be afraid. Go. So we have been authorized, delegated, given this dele- delegated power or authority to do this. And this is in his name. That's where his name comes in. When you say, in Jesus' name. So somebody in your, in your office will ask, hey, who, who, I mean, how come you're doing this? And you say, the CEO said. You're referring back to the CEO's name. Yeah. The CEO said. So same thing here. You're saying in Jesus' name. Because he's the one who's given me this authority. And when I use his name, I'm standing here acting on his behalf, carrying out what he desires, doing what he wants to do. In his name. So This is powerful. The name of Jesus. So he said this in Mark 16, 17 and 18. He said, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. These signs will follow those who believe. He didn't say, these signs will follow those who have a PhD and a doctorate in theology. He said, these signs will follow those who believe. Are you a believer? Then these signs will follow you. What will you do? In my name, they will cast out demons. 
So they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It's there. He's authorized us to use his name. So that's a very powerful basis on which we go and minister healing. And James 5, 14, 15, the commission into the church, he said, Is anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will heal the sick. He said, let them anoint him with oil in the name of the Say, so Pastor, which oil do you use? Coconut oil? <laughs> Sunflower oil? Olive oil? Jerusalem oil? Or, listen, it's not about the oil. It's about the name. In the name of the some places they don't have oil, so they water. You know, if, when you're out in the villages, places like the ministry, no oil, so they bring a water bottle, you pray. So it's not about that oil or the water, it's about the name of the Lord. It's in my name. So, all of us as believers have been given the right to use His name, to pray in His name, to lay hands on the sick in His name, uh, to cast our devils in His name. And here's a posture you and I must have. When we are ministering to people in the name of Jesus, that means you are there acting on His behalf. You are there authorized by Him to do what He would do if He were there present Himself. Amen? So just minister in His name. The next basis that we want to look at is on page 80. The basis for ministering healing and deliverance is faith. When we minister to people, we must have faith. And when we want to receive healing, it has to be done in faith. Now for many people who came to Jesus, Jesus asked them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Do you believe? Do you have faith? See, there's no point in praying and saying, Lord, if it be that I will heal him, otherwise, Lord, take him. I mean, that's, that doesn't require any faith. I mean, that is not faith for healing. When you have faith for somebody to be healed, you're, you're expecting that person to be healed. And we have to minister in faith. Some examples there in Matthew 17. You know, when the disciples couldn't cast out the devil from one, uh, the, the young boy, uh, and when Jesus came, they asked him, Lord, why could we not cast it out? What was Jesus' one response? Because of your unbelief. That was one thing he said. Because of your... See, he didn't say it was not God's will. He didn't say you didn't read your Bible enough. You didn't fast enough. You didn't do that enough. No, no. Because of your unbelief. Why could we not cast it out? Because of your unbelief. If you have faith, nothing will be impossible to you. So it's important for us to minister out of faith. And, and, and that's a very important thing. In Acts chapter 3, the next page, page 81. In Acts chapter 3, uh, after this lame man is healed in the temple, uh, Acts 3.16, Peter gives his explanation. He says, his name through faith. Faith in his name. Faith given to us from God. Has made this man. Whom you see standing here. His name. We talked about that. And he said. Faith given to us from God. We had faith. We just believed. And faith is not very complicated. You trust him. Just believe. Now. A common thing all of us face. 
means the moment you're going to pray for somebody the thought that goes through our mind is ah oh, nothing will happen how many people you prayed for nothing happened and that's common so don't worry all of us have the same thought kind of thought going through our mind nothing's going to happen but that's when you need to walk in faith and say no something i'm expecting something to happen because we all face the same thing even if you've been ministering for 10 years 20 years what same thought nothing's going to But that's when you need to minister by faith. They say, "No, I'm expecting something to happen. I'm expecting the Lord to touch him, aha, and and do something." So we all face that, and we have to minister by faith. Page eighty-two. The next basis for ministering healing and deliverance. Now, let me just make this point. Let's just back up a bit, and let me just Hebrews eleven eleven. that this is also necessary for us to receive healing the same thing applies when for ministering healing or receiving healing hebrews 11:11 11 says by faith sarah also received strength to conceive see to have a child how by faith so imagine her body now about 90 years old and she was barren from the time she was young but it says by faith something changed in her body right so faith appropriated that and received what god intended for her so faith receives and as much as we use faith to minister faith is needed to receive the next basis for ministering healing and deliverance is the kingdom of god the kingdom of god so you and i are part of god's kingdom we are part of the kingdom of god and the way the kingdom of god is introduced is with power with healing with signs and miracles when jesus came preaching the kingdom of god he said repent for the kingdom of god is here and what did he do he healed the sick he cleansed the lepers he cast out devils that's how he introduced the kingdom and you and i are part of this kingdom and when we go and minister and introduce the kingdom of god the kingdom of god comes with power with demonstrations of power in matthew chapter 16 verses 18 and 19 and this on page 83 jesus responds to peter and he says i say to you peter that i say to you that you are peter and on this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it and i will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven what he's saying he's saying look i'm going to build my church and this is a kind of church i'm building the church i'm building is a church where the gates of hell will not be able to stop now remember let me ask you this question it seems a silly question but let me ask you when you came into this place did the gates come to you or did you come to the gates it's not a trick question <laughs> When you came in through that gates did you come to the gate or did the gate come to you you're not sure okay <laughs> you advanced to the gates see the gates represent power centers of darkness places where demonic powers are concentrated because in the old testament 
the gates of the city represented the place uh, that controlled the city. The, the control center of the city was the gate. So when Jesus is saying, I'm building my church and the gates of hell will not be able to stop it or prevail against it, it means the church's job is to advance to the gate. The gates are not attacking the church. The church is to advance toward the gates. Amen? So the posture for the church is not one of, oh, let's defend ourselves. No. The posture for the church is, let's march against the gates. Identify in the city, identify in the nation. Where are those power centers? Where is the devil dominating? In society. And you find all kinds of things. Every sphere of society, the devil's got his hands on. And what must the church do? Not take a defensive posture, but rather take an offensive posture. Let's go and attack those gates. Are you with me? And he said, the gates of hell will not be able to stop the advancing church. But in order to do that, what else did he say? He said, I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom of that means the church has been given keys represent authority. The church has been vested with the authority of God's kingdom. And it is with that authority that we are going against the gates of hell. So, what, what, whichever gate you want to take, whether it's, you know, uh, child trafficking, or whether it's, um, you know, pornography, or whether it's uh, whatever social evil that you find that you, you, that you feel burdened about and you want to go against whatever it is as believers we must advance against those things the power centers of darkness in our own city and across our nation and as we go we understand that we are going backed up by kingdom authority I've given you the keys of the kingdom of heaven some of us have put the keys in the pocket Say, okay, God, I'll take a nap. No. I'll wait till you come and get me home. You know. No, sir. Let's do something with the keys. Let's use that authority God's given us and go against those gates of hell, those powers of darkness. And then he said, here's the kind of authority I'm giving you that you can release on earth what God releases in heaven and you, buy, you bind on earth or you forbid on earth what God forbid, forbids in heaven. That means what God says no to, you say no on earth. What God says yes to, you say yes on earth. That's the kind of authority vested in the church. Amen? So what's the basis for us to minister healing? You ask God, God, do you say yes or no to sickness in heaven? What do you think God would say? If God says no to sickness in heaven, the church has been authorized to say no to sickness here on earth. That's the authority. That's kingdom authority. And we're here to enforce the kingdom. And the last one that we will look at today is page 84. The basis for ministering healing and deliverance is our commission. We have been commissioned by God to do the works that Jesus did. Twice in John 17 and then again in John 20. Jesus said. As my father sent me. I am sending you. That means we have been commissioned to do the works that Jesus did. 
That's our commission. So as my father sent me, I am sending you. Go, do it. So on what basis can you and I go out there and expect healing, expect deliverance? It's because he sent us. He's commissioned us. He said, as my father sent me, I'm sending you. For what purpose did the Son of God come? 1 John 3, 8 says, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. And we've been sent to do the same thing. So, as believers, we have a solid basis to minister healing and deliverance. The nature of God, the finished work of Jesus on the cross, the word of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the name of of Jesus, the power of the kingdom that we are part of, our commission. I don't know if I missed something in the between. Um, our commission has all been given to us. And so when you stand there to minister healing or deliverance to somebody, there should be no doubt in you that God can use you. Amen. Now we have to learn further details on how to minister and sometimes we don't see things happen, why and all that. We'll get into all those details. But as a starting point, here's a starting point. That God has commissioned me to minister healing so I'm going to go out there and do it. And yes, I will, we will learn in the weeks to come. How do you minister? What are some of the things you got to look for? Uh, some healings may need deliverance. You need to cast out some spirits that are causing that. And, and all of that, we learn how to do it. But the, you and I have a solid basis on why we can minister, expect somebody to be healed or delivered. And God wants to use each one. Amen? All of us. It's not just the preacher, not just the pastor, but each one of you. And you can start doing it in your home, in your school, in your college, wherever you are. I remember as a, I started doing it uh, as a 14-year-old boy and, and I, haven't, I hadn't even read my New Testaments. Just pray for simple things and God was doing it. So you don't have to, you know, wait till you finish reading your Bible or anything. Just believe, step out on what you know, and God will use you. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. We'll continue this from this point next Sunday. Just call our worship team up, please. As we are standing here this morning, I want you just in your own heart to pray. If there's a need for healing in your own body, Nothing to be embarrassed about. Nothing to be ashamed about. But let faith arise in your heart and say, God, I receive healing in my body. I have a sound, sure basis on which I can receive. I receive healing. I just believe that as you pray this morning, the spirit of a living God will do his work. He always confirms his word. He will do his work as you engage with God. Whatever sickness, whatever disease, don't be ashamed. Just pray and say, God, I believe I receive my healing in the name of Jesus. Your word is life and health to my body. 
the Holy Spirit gives life to my body. I receive my healing, my wholeness, oh God, I receive. And continue in faith, continue in faith. And secondly, I want all of us to pray and say, God, use us to bring your healing and your deliverance to hurting people, God, wherever they are. Use us. Use me, God. Would you pray? Say, God, use me. Even as I learn these things, as I begin to understand these things, Lord, use me. Father, we just pray that as a church, you'll make us, oh God, a community that brings your healing and delivering power to our city and even across our nation, God. Oh Lord, make us a channel of your healing, your delivering power, your miracle working power. And use each one of us, Father God. Use each and every one of us. May all of us be your instruments, your hands and your feet to God, to hurting people around us. Use each one. Right where we are, use us. Make us a community that brings your healing and delivering power to our city, to our nation. Use us, O God. Just worship God, just continue. Hey 
Father, we just thank you for your healing presence, O oh God. We just thank you for your healing work being done in our bodies, even as we're standing here. And Lord, by faith, we just receive. We receive. I thank you, God, that people will discover their bodies healed, even as they've been here this morning, heard your word, and and, and being in your presence, they will see healing in their bodies. Sicknesses and diseases and pains and ailments gone because of your name, Lord Jesus. Because of your name. We thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you, God, for just empowering us to walk in this as we go from this place and throughout this week at any opportunity that you set up for us God that we will reach out and minister and see you work through each of us and we thank you Father we thank you in Jesus name Amen 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 The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. Lift up his countenance on you and give you his peace. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. Go out there and let the Lord use you. Amen. God bless. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.